Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Anyway, I was thinking this is your favorite kind of episode. This is your favorite kind of Bones episode. I Am love I right? Christmas. Oh, yeah. Favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you probably a thousand different ways that I love this episode as we go through it. <laughs> All right. And did we'll you like, like it? I know there were no scary parts, but how did you feel? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about okay, it. Okay, There's things okay. about this episode I could murder, but let's go. Um, we'll catch up while we talk. <laughs> Sound good? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Let's start us off, Brittany. Oh, wait. Uh, welcome to Squintcast, everybody. Uh, my name we're is Kelly. <laughs> I'm Brittany. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about the episode of Bones. It's season three, episode nine called... The Santa in the slush. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Merry Crisis. <laughs> it's Christmas. Would you like to talk briefly about the who directed and who wrote it? I have it up here. Would, yes, please do. Please do. So I didn't this do any episode, research. Well, you have a good memory, though. So when I mention these names, you're going to be like, oh, yes, I know these people. Mm. Possibly. So the person who directed this episode is Jeff Wol- Wolnuff. I oh, think that's how you say his name. Oh, yeah. Which one did he do? He did a good one. Intern in the Incinerator most recently. And the first in the second season, the first one he did was The Killer in the Concrete. Yes. We like so him. So both excellent, excellent And episodes. he's Canadian, right? And he worked on a show that my friend worked on or something. The Expanse, perhaps? I think I think you're right. Also, just as an aside, I just found, I think we talked about this before, but I was reaffirmed that Eddie McClintock, who played Sully, was in a TV show called Warehouse 13, which my friend Nancy did the costumes for. Yes. For five seasons. So she knows Eddie McClintock is what I'm saying. Did she say that he's nice? He seems I'm like going to find nice. out. Actually, I you saw Nancy today. Out. I should have asked her, but I'll ask her. I'm going to see her again. Okay. Definitely ask her. Okay, so that's that's who directed. The I like him. Who wrote the episode was Elizabeth Benjamin, who okay. only does two more episodes after this in season four. This is it for season three. In season one, she was executive story editor on like literally every episode, but she didn't write any episodes. And okay. then in season two, she wrote The Women in the Sand and Spaceman in a Crater. Wow. And season three, Soccer Mom in the Minivan, and then now this okay, wait. episode. She wrote those episodes? She wrote them. Wow. Yeah. So this is a good this Well, this Soccer is a good Mom in the Minivan and the Crater Guy. Those were two wacky ones, remember? Yes. Yes. And even the woman in the sand. Yes. I'm pretty 100%. sure that was, that was, that was our, the Vegas one. She wrote that? Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is wild. This, so that's why this is an amazing episode, other than the fact it's a Christmas episode. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Start us off. Let me start us off. So there are two elves who are taking a much deserved, hopefully, union break behind a shopping mall. <laughs> and uh-huh. they are smoking, although they look extremely young. So not not great, but you know, you do you. When did you and, start smoking, Brittany? Oh, you know, like since birth. I'm such a smoker. So <laughs> so she so they these two elves um notice a smell and they go toward this smell because you know that's what you like to do when you're in the middle of a back alley and they use a stick to move some newspaper and crap out of the way and lo and behold they find a guy dead dressed as santa under this grate and it's actually very gruesome yeah it's not great what do you think did i get all the deets you did. They find a dead body in the sewer. They start screaming. I have to say, the way this show opened, I loved it. I love these two women that played these elves. So they were funny. amazing. <laughs> they were so funny. One of them is a little person, and she's working with this tall blonde who wants to smoke cigarettes. And listen, I started smoking when I was like 14, 15. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I think you it's don't, fine. You don't smoke anymore. No, no. I haven't smoked for over like, 10 years can't... now. Okay. I was going to say, I can't imagine you with a cigarette. Honey, I love smoking. I always say if I was ever diagnosed with a terminal illness and I was going to die really soon, the first thing I would do, I wouldn't take a drink. I wouldn't take a drug, but I would start smoking cigarettes because I love smoking cigarettes. I think it's amazing. I wish I could do it forever, but you can't. Fair. And I quit. I decided, made it packed. I said, I'm going to quit before I'm 40. And I did. Okay. Because after 40, it's harder to do stuff, you know? Anyway. Good for you. <clears throat> High five. High five. Me. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Into the camera. <laughs> Yay. So, okay. yeah. We got a dead body. Here we are. We got a dead body. And I know you love to talk about Max. So, do you want to talk about this next scene? <laughs> All right. Here we go. I was being facetious. You should talk about the next scene. But I know you don't like to talk about Max. Next, we have Brennan visiting her father in jail. This is the next scene. He's wearing a bunch of chains around his neck. We learn in this conversation that she's having with her father that jail isn't so bad. Apparently, it's not so bad. And we also, yeah, also we (laughs) learn that Russ and Max go out on work details together, which this is where I'm asking, what? I was sure what kind that of prison a, is this? they wouldn't be in the same jail. And B, no. this is my question to you. Maybe you can confirm this through script reading. I thought that Russ only had a 30-day sentence. I thought so, too. And I thought that based on the timing of the last episode, and now it's Christmas, this is way more than 30 days. Honey, listen, I'm very confused about how long Russ's sentence is because I thought that whole situation with the judge where he talked everybody into giving him less time. Plus, why is he in the same jail as a murderer? Thank you. Like, it's a very weird thing. <laughs> I thought he's basically thing. like a petty thief. And what's the work detail they're going on together? Who, why are they mixing these prisoners? I'm very confused about know. this prison, their order of like organization. I have no idea. Anyway, we're going to leave it for now. We can confirm at a later date. We find yes. out that Max is wearing chains around his neck because he's playing Jacob Marley in A Christmas Carol at the jail. 
Is this a play open to friends and family or is it just for the prisoners? I have so many questions here Great already question. in the scene. Great question. Um, Max then uh, asks Brennan what she's doing for Christmas and she tells him her plans that she wants to go to Peru to check out a place called El Burullo, Brujo or whatever. <clears throat> and I looked it up. And it sounded nice. This is a real place with real shit from like 200 years before Christ. So it's pretty yeah. wild, actually. That is pretty cool. Max argues that this is not a very Christmassy thing to do. And he goes on and on about having Christmas with his family. And I was like, oh. barf, 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 barf. Same. And then Brennan says to him, actually, you're in jail. So's Russ. And my mother is dead. So we're not having Christmas. <laughs> I just thought Bre uh, Brennan's response was so funny. It was perfect. It was spot on. I also find it really weird that she has all this time to have these visits with him. And I don't get this, Brendan, what's happening here? Anyway. Yeah. I thought this she was where we all emotionless. Well, she, I don't get her visiting the jail so much. I, I don't know from jails, but usually they're not like close to urban centers are they? yeah like no. usually there you have to drive far like anyway far. i have so many questions about this whole situation but we're putting that in the back of our little pockets and moving forward okay so he wants her max wants her to lie to him and tell him that they're going to spend christmas together and then she gets a call about a case and she has to leave and i love how she just leaves like Okay, how much of a pain in the ass is it to drive to this jail, get a private room, sit there, have this meeting with Max with chains around his neck, and then like, okay, I got to go, bye. Like, it's just very Like, strange. this is a nice two-minute visit. <laughs> also, Max yeah, really. doesn't know her at all. He says that, she says that he's going, that she's going on a trip. He's like, oh, are you going to New York? Has she been to New York? No, she only goes to places in South America. Well, no, New York's not that far from them. That's not the point. The no, other it's thing not. Brennan has hated Christmas all her life. Like, Brennan yes. has hated Christmas since she was 15. And why would she want to start celebrating it again? Why? Just to bring up bad memories. Why? The whole premise for this episode is her stupid, mother was but murdered, the episode itself Brittany. is cute. <laughs> yeah. Let's just look past that for a second. So much trauma. Christmas. So much trauma. <laughs> so much trauma. If I were her, I wouldn't want to celebrate Christmas either. Ugh. Yeah. Right. What's next? Well, then she ends up in the car with Booth and they're on their way to go to a case. So it's like, okay, did you get picked up by Booth? Was he waiting outside for you? How did you end up in his car, but not at the scene yet? <laughs> <laughs> this car situation is it's very confusing we, okay this is this episode basically all it is is all these questions i have so many, <laughs> so questions. many questions i have a lot of questions booth is in a worse mood than usual because he had he admits to brennan that he just found out that parker is not going to be staying with him for christmas He's going to be taken by Rebecca and her new boyfriend, Captain Fantastic. Not his real name, not his legal name. We'll find out what his actual name is later. Um, and they're going to go skiing in Vermont, which sounds very fancy. Good for Rebecca. Um, but they're taking Parker for some reason. <laughs> this sounds like more of a date. 
anyway so he's really upset about it because he really really wants to spend the that whole christmas time with parker and he's trying to encourage brennan to have time with her family yes i just want to mention that he calls rebecca's boyfriend captain fantastic and he mentions that he's the head of the coast guard or something yes and he's acting like he feels inadequate to this guy oh yeah 100 percent. and i'm like booth you're a sniper and an FBI agent, and you used to yeah, be a you're cop doing just in fine. LA, I think. Like this guy is yeah. has nothing on you. No, but like I don't know. I guess because because he's having a bad time, he wants Brennan to have a good time, so he's very strongly suggesting to her that her dad's idea of the whole family getting together is a good idea. Um, which is interesting. Booth is so pouty in this episode. Anyway, but he <laughs> announces he's like, "Guess what? I have a dead guy in a sewer." So like, let's go. But she already knew that she had a dead body. I thought, unless this is another dead body. Anyway, it's very, very confusing. We're on our way to a crime scene, and we get there. Another and we're at question. The back of the mall. Yes. <laughs> Tell me more, Kelly. Do you want to talk about back of the mall? back at the mall so after brennan poo-poos the idea of having christmas with her family uh they end up back at the crime scene cam is here cam is here cam yay cam yay cam she's amazing this episode <laughs> uh we're gonna talk about her a lot the victim okay. is dressed as a santa claus the one they found in, in the gutter or the grate or whatever and the santa jokes start immediately there's all kinds of things. Cam can't help herself. She's saying all kinds of Santa jokes. And then Booth figures out that Santa washed up through the sewer system from the direction of a shopping district. Cam notices that Booth is being a grumpy, grump, grouchy, grinchy guy. And then Brennan tells her that his situation, that Parker's, he's not going to spend time with Parker at Christmas. So, Yeah. And then Cam's like, oh, shit, that sucks. And then Booth keeps calling the victim Santa. And then Brennan gets really frustrated by this. She's like, stop saying he's Santa. He's just a guy in a costume. And then Cam looks at Brennan and goes, you know, we shouldn't jump to conclusions. I just thought that was <laughs> so, so good this funny. Episode. She's like, so, Brennan, so don't good. jump to conclusions. It just might be Santa. <laughs> this is like so funny. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. And she, it. this this attitude carries on through this whole oh, episode. We end up back at the lab. Oh, so good. I love it. Oh, my her. God. It's amazing. So after uh, Cam tells Brennan not to jump to conclusions, we have our intro. Okay, now back at the lab. Back at the lab. <laughs> What's happening? Cam just carries on. She keeps going more and more. The Santa jokes just keep on coming. And Zach is trying to explain how this guy was murdered. But they keep talking more and more about how this guy must be Santa. 
And Zach is like, you know, this Santa myth, like, I'm so curious how this has lasted so long. And Cam calls him Dr. Addy. Very seriously. I've never heard him. I've never heard her call him Dr. Addy. I don't think instead of Zach and tells him like, it's for the children, Zach, like get it together. Yeah, like, anyway, it's not for you. Jesus Christ. It's not for you. Everything is fine. We find out that this Hodgins gives us some information. The suit that Santa is wearing was hand tailored. And anyway, they make a bunch of other jokes. How could Zach is like really milking this? How could he possibly have delivered all of these toys? Blah blah blah. Anyway, but Santa's magic, as Cam says, and it's for the children. Mm-hmm. Uh Cam gives us a bit more information. The time of death was like the 72 to 70 to 96 hours ago. So somewhat new. And that's basically the most information Angela comes in right at the end. And of course she has a magical oh. sketch. Oh, you better not cry. Sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> Sorry. So what are, where Angela are we with Angela? Has, yeah. Angela has a beautiful sketch of this um, wonderful victim um and of course her job is meaningless because she just drew a giant picture of a smiling santa (laughs) she's having so much fun with it because she walks she goes you'll never look what i have like she shows him basically the guy from miracle on 34th street yes so funny classic which which is funny because right before cam is like this is not miracle on 34th street people because... i know and then she shows up with this and i'm like yeah like there's seconds like this later. really just dis- there's a really disgusting dead body right in front of angela yeah. and she doesn't even flinch she just shows like she's like ha 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 santa like i'm just like oh my god angela <laughs> remember when you? she would see like a little bit of a dead body and she'd be like oh my god ew, ew. ew i can't deal ew. with it exactly anyway lots of santa jokes lots of santa talk but the takeaways here really are, are that this guy died 72 to 96 hours ago and he smoked a clay pipe. He basically is Santa. <laughs> oh my God. I know they have so much evidence that's like leaning towards him being Santa Claus. Being Why Santa. do I have to talk about these visits? Next scene, we have Brennan <laughs> visiting Russ in prison. <laughs> In a private room, again, and she's trying to convince him to celebrate Christmas with uh, their father, Max, and Amy and his, Amy's kids in a conjugal trailer, which was Booth's suggestion from earlier, which yeah. I think is a very good suggestion and a great compromise. 100%. Anyway, turns out this is where, okay, this is where I'm like, things are a little off the rails here because then Russ, turns out he lied to Amy's kids about being in jail yeah and he and brennan start having this fight that's based totally on his ego basically yeah like he it's all his ego he doesn't want the kids to know he's in jail so brennan's like super disappointed that russ isn't game to do this like he's so against it i'm just like what's wrong with you most guys i've never been to jail i don't know from jail but from what I gather, I guess some people don't always want visitors because they're embarrassed or they feel ashamed. But it's like generally people like are really want the uh, people from the outside. They want to be I around their families, so. you know, generally. 
Who yeah. knows? Anyway, I don't know why Brennan's trying so hard. I had like, a thought about this. I was so sure that we already established, like we talked about earlier, that Brennan hates Christmas. So I don't I know why she's that, trying so hard. I think that she realizes that Christmas is ruined for her. I might be overthinking this, but I this is what I was thinking. Oh. That Christmas was ruined for her because her father and parents abandoned her on yeah, Christmas but- way back when. And now she I hear feels you. like Russ is abandoning these kids. And if she puts yeah. this together for him, then maybe it could be something nice for him to have with his family and the girls wouldn't feel abandoned. Of she course it's nice. Amy herself. That, that was weird to me. That was the weird part here. She That's actually called just, Amy. Just yeah, well, she should have her chat. number because she just gave her hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of medical treatment for her <laughs> basically dying child. Like, seriously. like True. I feel like... And like... Brandon's not even going to be there. She's still planning to go yes, to Peru. Exactly. <laughs> so That's and, the like Russ part. doesn't need Russ doesn't need to spend it with Max. He sees Max all the time. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. This is a it's a weird. I B-plot. have questions. It's, I have questions. It's worth it though because of where <laughs> it goes. But still, okay. <laughs> So, Brennan walks into her office after this visit that could have definitely been a phone call. She didn't want <laughs> to drive all that way. Okay, everybody everybody needs to take a drink. Because <laughs> it, this could have been a phone call has already come up. And the car situation. Where is Brennan's car? We have two Where is Brittany, Brennan's car? Brittany dilemmas here in this episode. <laughs> That's actually very true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. While Booth is asleep or trying to sleep on Brennan's couch when she walks into her office and he's she's like, Why are you here? I love it. I love it. It's so funny. It's so funny. And this is completely, completely just for humor, because there's no purpose to the scene at all. He's just wait. He's just there waiting for the squint squad to find something out. Why is it zooming? My camera's zooming like <laughs> behind me. I don't know. There, I live with ghosts. <laughs> anyway, oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, that's basically it. It's just like a cute little bickering between the two of them. And he's like, it's just to show he's like so upset about Christmas, and he has nothing else yeah. to do but to wallow in self pity. He's so and miserable. Lay on her couch. He's so. And he miserable. rolls over. He like he barks at her like man, and he rolls over and goes back to sleep. <laughs> it's actually um, pretty funny. What do we got here? So back at the lab, back at the lab, we have uh, lab. Zach tells Hodgins Hodgins that the victim suffered from an old injury that involved being kicked by a cloven hoof. So Angela walks in and runs through the whole scenario of this being an old fat man wearing a Santa suit, smoking a pipe, and he got kicked in the ass by a reindeer. (laughs) Angela's whole job in this episode is kind of useless, but she's very entertaining. She's kind of entertaining, I have to admit. Yeah. Um, Um, Cam walks in and doesn't help the situation because the identity of the victim turns out to be named Christopher Kringle. He changes his name legally to Christopher Kringle and he works at the school board as a Santa. What were you going to say? Okay. Yeah. We need to come back to that because I'm very confused about his job. (laughs) 
that was all that I wrote in this scene. I was I like, know a what? guy. I know a guy who is a Santa Claus. What? Okay. And What's he doesn't he like? work all year. He's fine. He's a retired postal worker. Oh, cool. And he's part of like a group of people. Like they all look like Santa Claus and they go around and they do Santa stuff. Go to the mall. They do like you know, so awesome. different things in different neighborhoods. He gets hired to do all kinds of, but the, it's a good gig. He makes some extra cash at Christmas. It's nice. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. You'd probably make a decent amount. <clears throat> um. Okay. So we have Chris Kringle. That's our official victim. Mm. who works for the school board we're kind of going to come back to that so brennan and booth have figured out where this guy lived now that they know who it is so they're going to go and check out his home to get some clues and in the process after they park the car because there's no parking on that side of the road apparently booth (laughs) um so (laughs) brennan and booth park their car and they want to go and visit where chris kringle lived before his untimely passing uh they park across the street and almost get hit by a car as they're walking across um yeah not great that's fine anyway it's actually just kind of funny they're having a little squabble about um santa and how santa is all about lies and then she starts brennan starts obviously comparing it to religious stuff because that really gets booth going yeah and sure enough they come straight over to where this guy lived. They look up and lo and behold, he happens to live directly above a toy store. They didn't look up this address before. Like, how did he know how to get there? Like I said, they didn't have ways back then. Anyway. No, this is just... but I mean, he would just have a number on a street. He wouldn't have like yeah, the name of the know... toy store because they're looking for no. his address. Yeah, so. He was just looking for a specific number and then they were like, oh, this is above a toy store. Can we talk about how psychotic this person is? <laughs> the victim? Yes. Christopher Kringle? Like, literally, he has embodied He's the... crazy. He's Insane. a crazy person. This is this is the life of a crazy person. He is and a crazy person. And you need to person. tell me about where he lives, because that really helps to define his craziness. Well, he just lives above this toy store. You walk into this, like, shitty apartment, but it's decked out like a christmas like one of those stores that's like christmas all year round yeah it has like a train set with the whole thing it's like a vignette of like just pure christmas barf like somebody just barfed christmas they they <laughs> vomited christmas it's awful i just gonna say like, I, it's so in, it's so intense i know christmas is like Listen, I like Christmas. It's fine. I Same. I love decorating I love Christmas. for Christmas. You know me. I like my snowballs. I like my, yeah. my snow this, my snowflakes. I like my tree. I, I love all this stuff. I love the food. But I'm never, like, it's so garish and obnoxious, this guy. Not only that, but his closet is full of Santa kind of plaid shirts and bullshit. And then he's got um, all he has. a refrigerator that the only food in it is cookies and milk for himself and carrots for his quote unquote reindeer. Where, this looks this like is, a front, like a fake Santa's looks house. Psychotic. It looks <laughs> insane. Like, does he bring he, little kids back to his house? Like, oh what the God, hell? Hopefully not. It looks yeah. crazy. 
it does look crazy. If you take a step back, like if you don't think too much about it, it's very sweet and funny. But if you think closely, like if you actually think about it, it's like, oh, this guy's a weirdo. <laughs> okay. In this apartment, though, is yes. we, all, we think, oh, this guy's all innocent. He just wants to be Santa. He loves being Santa. Booth and Brennan are looking around, and lo and behold, very quickly, mm-hmm. Booth finds a false bottom to one of the drawers. And he calls Brennan over, and they open it up, and there is a ton of cash inside. So, time My to, kind of drawer. to the landlord. Yes, yep. I love that. I wish I had oh, a whole thing of cash. I would love it. It'd be great. Wouldn't that be so wonderful? Yeah. Yeah, so it turns out that um, the landlord's not that helpful. Chris Kringle only paid in cash. Uh, he always paid his rent on time until about a f- just like three or four months ago when he stopped paying his rent. And when they start to delve in a little bit more closely, it is very obvious why he stopped paying for his rent. And it was because basically this owner, this landlord is the owner of the toy store below. And he had totally ripped off his Chris Kringle's (laughs) toy idea and decided to, he like copyrighted it or whatever and patented, sorry, he patented it and it sold like crazy. It became a huge hit and yeah, Chris Kringle got no share of that. So I could see why he wouldn't want to pay his uh, rent. First of all, this landlord's a dick for doing that, even though it was like an idea that they worked on together and somebody who did that and made money from it would like strike up a deal, write a contract, give him a percentage, whatever. That's what a gentleman would do. Anyway, so the landlord thinks that that's why Christopher Kringle stopped paying rent says he was like kind of like uh, holding it back based on how much money he thought he he was owed based on this patented toy. So Brennan and Booth leave the apartment. <clears throat> they start talking about the whole Russ being mad at her and not wanting to celebrate Christmas because of his lie to Amy's children. Yeah. And then they start talking about lying. This is a theme of the episode. The whole theme of this like B plot is all about lying. When is lying appropriate? When is lying permitted? When's lying blah blah blah? Not really lying. Anyway, so Booth explains to Brennan about why lying to kids is a good thing. (laughs) Yes. And uh, it's to protect them from like having to live in the harsh reality of adulthood too soon, which, you know, I agree. Like you have to kind of, you got to kind of soften the blow a little bit you can't be too direct about stuff like i'm sure brennan would be like your father's dead like she'd just be like very (laughs) your father's dead santa's not real santa isn't real the easter bunny doesn't exist anyway i want (laughs) to say a couple things about this situation so booth then makes this really interesting suggestion that they they lie and they dress Russ up in civilian clothes and they tell the children that he flew in from wherever he said he was from, he yeah. says Addis Ababa. Which I had never heard of before. Addis now Ababa. Is it Ethiopia, right? It is. It's the landlocked capital of Ethiopia. Didn't yes, know that. Addis now Ababa. I do. 
I would love to go to Ethiopia. Seems very cool. Anyway, um, so they suggest that he, yeah, pretends that he's flown in from wherever, and they say that he's there just for Christmas. Brennan starts poo-pooing this idea, of course, because she's such an ornery jerk. And then they have this weird thing. This happens a couple of times in the episode where he says, "Oh, well, you just want to go to Peru without feeling guilty." Yeah, and then she snaps back at him about yeah oh you need to accept that you're not having christmas with your son and i was like i don't know man two things that's too much i love booth's preppy look i love the sweater and button button down shirt look he's wearing it's very sharp on him i like it second it's very cruel of brennan to use this 100%. as a way to get back at him i find it like i don't feel like the two are equal at all they're not at all yeah i think that him suggesting that she wants to go to peru without feeling guilty probably has a huge 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 portion of truth to it yeah and so that's why totally. she's so so defensive about it very defensive but then i don't think that she's fighting fair like she's not no very dirty she's being cruel and i don't think that's nice i don't like it i don't like i don't like it either it's not very brennan either no i don't feel like she's a cruel person i don't think no not intentionally for sure no so we end up back at the lab in the exam room zach and cam like we've been talking about these last few episodes back Mm -hmm. at the lab Zach and Cam are getting their one-on-one time together. There seem to be quite a few over the last few episodes. There's been quite a few scenes like that. Uh, it's just a super short scene where we find out that we figured out where we figure out that Santa was hit over the head with something. We have to figure out what that thing was. And that's how he died. Force trauma. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So we find just chant that i'm a terrible person a cause of I'm death a terrible oh, i love person. it so zach is going home to michigan for christmas that's his plan and cam is going on a family cruise and she does not seem excited about it at all i agree i agree that it is a nightmare <laughs> cam should try stuck. to get out of it in any way yeah. oh my god Unless you have like one of those families that you get along with, which I have a friend, he's at the gym, he's like a boxer. He's a firefighter and he grew up in the beaches. He's very like loves his family and they all travel together and they really enjoy each other's company. And I'm just like, yeah, what's that like? That's nice for you. Good for you. What percentage (laughs) of families are like that? Like he literally went to Europe last year and they hiked like all the all over these Austrian Alps and stuff together and oh my god you know like there's that they're that kind of family they like wow. get along it's crazy right you see the that kind of family on Instagram you're like this can't be real <laughs> <laughs> that okay. probably isn't you're right we end up at Temp Time Employment Agency because that is where Mr. Chris Kringle was employed I thought he worked for the school board. I'm very confused. I guess people can have multiple jobs, but still. Yes. What did he do at the Um, school board? That's, I'm curious. Apparently he was Santa at the school board. So why does he need to go to temp time? Anyway. Maybe that's where his paycheck came from or his last paycheck was from the school board. Oh, maybe. Maybe. You're the accountant. 
Okay, you got the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, I love this. I love this. I guess these scenes that we get. I at love it time. too. It's so funny. It's very funny. There are elves and there are Santas and they're all mostly disheveled. And most of them actually, no, none of them look like Santa at all. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> hilarious. It is funny. Um, and they're all absolutely devastated to hear that Chris Kringle has died because yeah. Chris Kringle was what they called the numero uno Santa Claus. Not well, that's what Brian called it, but that he was their number one Santa and he mm-hmm. kind of worked all year round as Santa. Some people come in, like you said, and they only work around Christmas, but no, he worked all year round. So they're getting some information from these guys Honestly, we don't get a huge amount of information. There's one guy who appears to be kind of beat up. Um, but he claims that he's fine. This is Santa Fred. He gets kicked in the shins a lot, apparently. Yeah, this guy, he pipes up and asks if it's about Chris Kringle. He's got a big bruise on his face. I noticed that right away. And he announces oh, yeah. to everyone that Christopher Kringle's dead. And everybody's very upset about it. We learned that Chris Kringle was a great guy. He helped everyone out. And he took Christmas Eve off. Which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I guess he really is the Santa. I guess so. I wonder how he managed to deliver all those presents. <clears throat> so he didn't really, they kind of, we don't really get a lot of information from this scene, in my opinion. Um, well, I did. They basically come up with this. You did? I, I, I yeah i figured it out <laughs> well okay yeah obviously i didn't think when you when you were watching this scene you think okay i think i know who the killer is yeah but it just seems so obvious so it's like oh no it can't be that person well they try to throw this other guy in anyway i just we'll talk about it but <laughs> okay back at the lab tell me what happens okay we're back oh my mouse not is not working okay there we go we're back at the lab and sorry i was trying to scroll but my mouse is broken um anyway we're back in the lab and now we have cam and hodgins yes and hodgins is telling cam some very important information about some i'm not even going to try to pronounce any of these words he found some maggots and these maggots had a high concentration of things of some substances in them and based on that because it's so 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 rare uh it is it is they realize that santa had bird's nest soup on his suit which is a rare chinese delicacy and there's only one place in chinatown that actually makes this dish because it costs two grand which is insane so they're actually able to narrow down exactly where they think chris kringle died it's pretty helpful actually keep trying to use well, my mouse <laughs> cam asks if, if hodgins thought the victim was in china and then hodgins looks at her and he says to her in this most the sarcastic dry <laughs> i could not believe he said no chinatown and he like, like he just really exaggerates town no chinatown no like <laughs> chinatown like he talks to her like Like, she's an idiot idiot? and i I thought off with his head 
off with his oh, head. Yeah. How dare no. you? How dare you talk to Cam like that? How dare you talk to Cam? She's brilliant. But also, did you see her face? <laughs> I can't remember what her face looked like, but I would assume she looks at him like with death, with a death stare. The death, the death look, exactly. Oh my God. Okay. I'm well, trying to bring it up. While you're bringing that up, we're back yes. in Booth's car, of course. There's so many car scenes in this episode. And Brennan's looking at her phone. And anyway, they are. I'm just trying to catch up on where we were at. They are going over. <laughs> I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So Booth is driving her for some unknown reason to his office. I don't know why she's uh-huh. not driving herself. <laughs> to meet, but she has to meet with Caroline at his office in 10 minutes because she's going to try to get Caroline to get a conjugal trailer for this Christmas reunion. She's making so much effort for something that she is not even planning to attend. And that is oh my God. insane. Booth warns her that caroline is going to ask for a favor in return she always asks for a favor in return she's not going to get off scot-free so she's getting a little nervous for that i think and we're going to find out very shortly what that uh favor is and it's hilarious and amazing okay shall we do you want to talk about this or do you want me i can do it if you want well is this, did you already talk about how Brennan was getting text messages from Hodgins? Yes. Well, kind of. I just very briefly touched. I said she was getting, she was looking at her phone. But the, the messages from Hodgins were saying exactly where the body, where where this restaurant was, basically. Where the like, restaurant was, with the yeah, person's suit. Connected and in then, the last episode. And Booth's like, how did he find that out? And Brennan looks at I him. I didn't say that. Like, you don't really want to know. Like, you don't want to know because it's, it's too gross. convoluted. No, it's convoluted. And Brett Booth hates it when you go on and you talk about all the, the chemical compounds and all this stuff and he gets mad. So she's True. Just like, you, honestly, you don't want to know. You don't want to anyway, know. Anyway, I love this flip phone. She's using a flip phone and you can hear the beeping as she's reading her text messages. It's hilarious. Those have come back. <clears throat> There's the Motorola Razor. Did you see that? I saw a commercial for it. <laughs> yeah but it opens up like a smartphone Very yeah so it's like the samsung Z, like where it, it yeah goes in half but i was discouraged from buying it because the girl showed me her screen was cracked in the middle so you, it's cracked oh. i was like what's the point in that if it it doesn't last you know yeah well for sure that's annoying okay so now we have a scene that is so where- beautiful Brennan meets up with Caroline and it's a very Aaron Sorkin um is it Aaron Sorkin that did the West Wing where they walk and talk a lot they're doing walking and talking walking and talking walking and talking and they just go around and everybody makes fun of them like going around in circles talking walking talking anyway so this is the kind of scene it is where Caroline and Brennan walk back and forth and they're having this whole conversation where she's trying to convince Caroline to let her have this trailer. And then she's also trying to get Caroline to have some kind of permission so they can have a Christmas tree. But apparently they're not allowed to have a Christmas tree in this trailer. 
uh, because uh, somebody made a shiv out of one of the stars. And then <laughs> Caroline tells her that she'll do it. She will allow her to get the trailer and do all the stuff, bring Amy the kids, get them together. As long as she, Brendan, kisses Seely Booth under a mistletoe for like 10 seconds. On the lips. On Bow, the lips. Chicka, wow, wow. Can I just say right now, I don't like this at all. Oh, I it's think horrible. It's really fucking weird. What the but hell is it. this? What is this, though? Like, it's, it's insane. such a contrived way. It's such a contrived way. Like, they didn't have to do this. They could but have I just had it. a mistletoe situation. Yeah, like an organic the... one. Yeah, without this whole convoluted, like, uh -huh, you have to, I'll give you a trailer if you prostitute yourself. <laughs> like, she's basically getting Brennan to do compromise herself. Like, what if she doesn't want to kiss him? Yeah, these are all okay. very important questions, Kelly, but I really like the idea. So I'm this all This is not for consensual. This, idea. this is blackmail. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Not. It's like, why are you asking somebody to do this? Like, that's like, you're way too politically correct. Kiss, kiss, No, I'm kiss, not. Kiss. I just know that if, if let's <laughs> say, what if Seely Booth was gross, ugly, perverted, and like a misogynist pig, and you didn't want to kiss uh, him? <laughs> gosh, Kelly. Kiss, 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 kiss. This is definitely for the audience members who are like, I need this to move forward. Because we're on season three, and there's so much sexual tension between these two. Wait. This is Cam's face after oh, you found Hodgins. It. Hodgins goes, I was thinking Chinatown. Okay, I don't know if you can see this. Hold on. Oh, yeah. It's like tilted to the side. Like, are you fucking kidding me? She's looking at him like, <laughs> I could rip your head off right now, you little twerp. <laughs> I could literally rip your head I off. I love Cam. Pull out your fucking stomach. <laughs> but I'm not going to because i'm a nice person because <laughs> i'm professional okay kelly you're thinking of this from a very politically correct angle no you i just don't like it you are absolutely correct it is not appropriate it is especially not appropriate in a workplace they're work partners <laughs> it is not a good just... situation but kiss 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 I don't. I just want them to kiss, like in a, like you said, organically. Like it doesn't have to be this contrived. Yeah, but if they're gonna, it's gonna make them do it. So I don't mind it. This, Listen, also, it has to be. I would kiss both in two seconds. Like, give boats. me a break. Five steamboats. There must be five steamboats. Brennan does call her out and is like, "This is blackmail. You can't do this." And she's like, "Yes, this is correct." It is unethical, but this is the deal. So you can either take it or leave it. Still no treaty, but if you kiss Sealy Booth on the lips, Brennan, I will give you a magical Christmas. Treeless. I just, I do Christmas. like Brennan trying to get the tree in there. Yes, at the, at the last second. Um, this scene is hilarious to me because in my mind, Caroline came to the FBI office to get a coffee. This is how, this is how she ended up there. She's there to get a coffee and talk to Brennan. Quick, short visit. By the end of this scene, she leaves without a coffee because she realizes how disgusting this coffee is. 
she like goes back and forth between she goes she grabs the coffee she goes back she adds more stuff to it then she comes back and she's like no this still tastes like shit never mind so i'm to assume that her office is in the same building as his i think so it must be otherwise why would she take a whole trip just for a crappy cup of she coffee wasn't wearing she doesn't coat. even drink yeah that's true and it's christmas excellent point it's Kelly. christmas Chrysler. it's christmas it's crisis. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. Merry Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are back to another scene, which I think is hilarious. Do you want to talk about <sighs> the alley behind the Chinese restaurant? <laughs> which I think is happening at the same time. I think the idea is that this scene is it's happening at the, at the same, same time, time as Brennan's Caroline is talking to Caroline. Brennan. Yes. We are in agreement. Yes. So next yeah. we have Booth that's in an alley behind this Chinese restaurant they talked about. I was trying to find the name of the restaurant, but I didn't write it down. Oh, well. It is somewhere here. It's called. Are you going to say it? <laughs> oh, I lost it. Oh, anyway. Oh, he's... no. It's called Kam Jun Hun. Kam Jun Hun. I'm sure I anyway. nailed that. <laughs> Sounds Definitely great. Not. I had dim sum today, so I'm really happy. Ooh, I love that shit. Yummy. So, uh, okay, Booth is in the back alley of this Chinese restaurant, and he's talking to a guy who works there. And this guy is so suspicious of Booth. He's like, let me see your ID. He doesn't want to give him any information. He's not giving any kind of thing up. Like, he's looking at the picture of the Santa Claus, and he looks at Booth. He goes, let me see your ID. He's just, like, not yeah. trusting him at all. No. And then Booth tells him to go inside, and he'll he's like, just tell your whole staff that I'm going to be there in, like, five minutes. I'm going to ask them a lot of questions. But, okay, I just, spoiler alert, he doesn't go to the restaurant and ask anybody any questions. No, basically. he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks away. Anyway, Hodgins is also in the alley, but he's in the dumpster in the alley. He's going through all the food in this dumpster. My question Victim was killed five days ago at this point. Yeah, you would think Dude, the dumpster how, would be gone. When do they empty the dumpsters in this place? Oh, wait, maybe they, not. Because in the first scene, it is three days before Christmas, and Christmas still hasn't happened yet. So I think that this is all within like 24 hours or 48 hours at first. Yeah, but he was killed before that. It was four oh, days but that was before like, he was yes. discovered. Duh. Yes. Three or four so days. It's, anyway. It's been like five days then. So my question is gross. Not really a question. More of a statement. I'm like, why? If they're leaving garbage from restaurants in Chinatown, Ugh. like sitting for five days? It would not smell good. I just don't know. Anyway. Hodges is in there. He's swimming around and all the gross stuff. He loves it. He's finding like special cockroaches. He's finding all the same bugs that were on Santa. And he's very, very excited because it's like the same stuff that he found with the whole bird's nest soup uh, stuff. Yeah. Then he finds a bunch of empty wallets in the bottom of the bin. And so he bags up the wallets and they start figuring out like, oh, wait a minute, maybe our Santa was a pickpocket. Yeah. And he got, he got, uh, somebody found out like that he was doing this and he got killed for his, his, uh, crimes. So then Booth grabs this bag of, uh, wallets that have been put into an evidence bag and he walks away and leaves Hodgins in the dumpster again. 
where's everybody's car? Like, Hodgins yeah. has a hazmat suit on. Like, does he not have like a garbage bag to put that in so he can like walk away? And anyway, I have so many well, questions. He lives there now because Booth walks away. Hodgins, is he Hodgins help him lives get out? there now. I love it. <laughs> I guess I live here now. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get out. He's like maybe five five and stuck in this yeah. massive dumpster. Oh so gross it's not a good situation he could just since they haven't picked up the garbage in so long maybe he can just pile the garbage up and i'm walk gonna look up out. to see how often they do that you go that's go a good question <laughs> okay the next scene is actually quite sweet uh we end up at the royal diner with booth sitting at a table with parker and at the counter brennan is sitting there enjoying some food and brennan is completely 100% eavesdropping on this conversation that Booth and Parker are having where he's explaining to Parker why they can't spend Christmas together and and don't worry I'm going to be going to Peru which Parker thinks is in Africa and Booth won't let Brennan correct him even though she's trying to um basically trying to <laughs> explain to Parker not to worry about him he's going to be in a good place he's going to be surrounded with friends he should just go and have fun with Captain Captain Fantastic, which he's now saying that they can't call him Captain Fantastic. It has to be Brent, his real name. He has to be respectful. And he ends up going, Parker ends up getting up to go to the bathroom. And Brennan starts being like, what is wrong with you? You were lying to him so, so, so much. But Booth calls it the magic of Christmas. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. I, yeah, honestly, he's, he's lying to him to make him feel better, to make Parker feel better. This Parker yes. kid is crazy. Every child on the whole planet would love to go on this trip. Okay. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Luke and Allie go on ski trips. They go on exactly. Luke and Allie have two Christmases. They go on ski trips with their mother every year. You know, like they're never going to say no to this, this whole thing. Yeah. Like it's crazy. This kid is crazy. What's he going to do? Yeah. Hang out with, with, with Booth in his sad single dad apartment all fucking Christmas and do what? Like, do what exactly? <laughs> Eat Chinese food? Go visit freaking what's-his-face? Sid? What is that At the movie? Chinese restaurant? Oh, what is that restaurant it's called? Shades, it's Wong Shades Fu's. of uh, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. I'm trying to think. There's it's shades a... of McNulty from The Wire when he was trying to get his kids to come to his sad apartment. He was building bunk beds for them, and it was like the sad divorced dad <laughs> thing. Anyway, that's one thing. This kid should go on the ski trip. Like, oh, for sure, hundred percent. Booth shouldn't even two be. Christmases. Who cares? Booth shouldn't even. He should be happy that his wife or whatever Rebecca is like doing this and giving Parker this yeah. life experience. It's you know? a great opportunity for him. Yeah. Second, he's just feeling sad for himself. Yes, Brennan is hilarious in this scene because she keeps <laughs> chiming in 100%. with all kinds of like side comments. Yeah, like she's going like she's like that peanut gallery going, yeah, right. Oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah. Like she's just like <laughs> being hilariously like interrupting and looking at Booth like, oh, yeah, right. Like she's just like. <laughs> It's so she's funny She's sitting to at me. the counter and not even at the table. It's like so I know. intrusive. They're not even together. Oh so my funny. God. It's so funny. 
this whole episode is very interesting. We end up back in an FBI interrogation room with a guy with a security guard from a mall, Mr. Marty Musa. Brennan is watching Booth interrogate this guy because they found his wallet empty, no cash. Um, and it turns out that he had been pickpocketed right after he cashed his check to cash to go shopping for his family for Christmas. Also, Booth is a little bit, um, what is, it's not racist. What is the quite correct term? Religionist? That's not it. He just assumes that this guy is Muslim because he's Egyptian, but he's Christian and celebrates Christmas. And he very quickly, nicely corrects. He's very polite about it. What? Crisis. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like does I such don't... a good job, like not being not being pushy, but also being if like he's racist not... or he just he then... made an assumption. He made an assumption that the guy was Muslim because he's yeah. from Egypt, I think. Yeah. But he's actually Coptic, which is yes. a sect of sort of the Christian religions. But um Exactly. But the guy didn't take it personally, and it was like a it was like a an educational moment or something like for the audience yeah. as well. Yeah, to not make assumptions. True. Yeah, it was a nice educational moment. Moment we figure out that Marty, Mister Marty, the security guard, had punched this guy in the face, this uh, <laughs> Santa Claus, and otherwise that was it. They didn't roll around in an alley. He definitely didn't mean to kill him. He just knocked him down. And that was basically it because people were looking and he thought maybe these people think I'm a terrorist and I got to get the freak out of here because this is not a good look for me. This is horrible. And I feel so bad for this guy. He seems so genuinely upset and frustrated by the situation because he's out $900. Now he's being basically accused of murder, of murdering a Santa Claus yeah. And he just wanted to get gifts for his kids. Yeah. So I was worried anyway, for him for a minute. I was, I was really very worried. worried for him. Also, this shows what what time period this episode came out in. So this episode was released in 2007. Yeah. If this were released in 2023, this scene would not even have happened because there would just be video footage of this guy punching him and walking away. <laughs> like that there's no footage there's no like yeah social like media booth videos go, booth would go oh is this you buddy like you recognize yeah, yourself it. there is he you follow him out? but then they would have known who he punched out yeah that's true if they had surveillance video yes this is crazy Brittany! there are a few holes there has to be surveillance video of this you would think so. Brandy! But they don't know. Do they know what mall it was yet? Because they just found him. The reason they, they, they called him in because they, know they where had he his. Lives. He works. He's a security guard at the mall. They oh, know true. the mall he works at. They have cameras in this year, in 2007. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. Do you want me to talk about this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who should talk about this. 
I'll talk about it. Okay, do it. Next. This is a wonderful, amazing moment. Now Booth Kelly goes back to Booth goes back to see Brandon in her office. He confirms, you know, tells her the story, but the security guard, they think, oh, maybe we've got our guy. We're gonna, you know, check out his alibi, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Brandon is chewing gum. This is the first thing you notice. You never see her chewing gum. She's chewing gum. Ever. And she's busily setting up a mistletoe in her office. And he's trying to talk to her about the case. And he's like very distracted by all of her movements, like trying to set this up. She's getting on a chair. She's putting it up on the ceiling. And he's like, what's with the friggin' mistletoe? And so she says, I was going to talk to you about this. I'm really sorry to like lay this on you, but here's the situation. So she tells him this deal that she struck <laughs> with Caroline, that she has to kiss him on the lips for a certain amount of time in order for her to get the trailer and the Christmas and blah, 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 blah. So then Caroline shows up. Apparently she has to witness this again. If it was this right now, we just film it. The selfie. Yes. Time, you know, could have been a phone call. I have to talk about this because there's some things about the scene that are crazy to me. Caroline shows up to witness the kiss. Brennan goes in and plants one on Booth. Like they kind of awkwardly look at each other and she's like, come on, let's go. And then they do it. With no consent. They, she basically just forces it on him, but he likes it. So it's fine. <laughs> they kiss for a while. It's actually quite hot. Very good. But Booth. Anyway, Booth is enjoying this and Caroline is so uncomfortable she gets really uncomfortable because she realizes her mistake she re i think she realizes that moment like i can't believe i asked this woman to do this oh yeah and she actually did it <laughs> and she actually did it and i feel she probably feels a little dirty like having oh, done yeah. this honestly for and sure then they stop kissing and Brennan goes, it's like kissing my brother. And then Caroline goes, oh, you must really like your brother. And then she's like, and then Booth says, yeah, she likes her brother. Yeah, yeah, she, she likes her brother. Oh, my God. I just want to say. <laughs> Caroline leaves. She I just love goes, this. You got the trailer. Goodbye. Her. Leaves. Brennan oh, says yeah, so awkward. She, Brennan's standing there next to Booth and she goes, I bet she feels like very foolish. And Booth agrees with her. And I think that is, first of all, very funny. Second, they look at each other, or rather, Brennan looks at Booth kind of sideways. They're both so uncomfortable with each other in this very brief moment. And I'm just gonna yeah. say right now, Sealy Booth. Is a hot 38, 39-year-old FBI agent in Washington, DC. He is plowing his way through women. Like, there's no way. Are you muted? Don't mute your laughter. I'm not muted. Oh, you aren't anymore. Anyway. No, I was never. Oh. And I was laughing. He's plowing his way through all the women in Washington. There is no way he would not take this in stride. Like he would be like, ha, ha, ha. like he would he would be lapping this up and just laughing about it and making Brennan really uncomfortable. I feel like he's so in love with her, though, that he actually he is. is uncomfortable. We've already agreed that he is in love with her, but he's being very respectful. Yes. But I just don't. 
I don't see him being that embarrassed by this. Fair. Maybe they're both acting out of character a little bit. Also, how did he end up getting her gum in his mouth? Because that did not oh, look that's like a tongue hilarious. kiss. Yeah, he had her, <laughs> his, her gum in his mouth. Anyway, this should never have happened at all. I'm just going to say it right now. I want to know every, I want everyone to know my stance on this. <laughs> Bow chicka wow wow. I'm just oh so happy God. it didn't happen. <laughs> and then we go into like a really nice cute romantic scene with angela and hodgins and Sorry, loves what? Them. how is this romantic <laughs> so hodgins is trying to figure i'm gonna out say something about this Brittany. i have something to say <laughs> anyway they need to figure out what kind of weapon killed no! Santa. Yes. And <laughs> Kelly is struggling. Okay, just take it away. I can't take this from you. What do you have to Angela say? Angela goes up to Hodgins. He's trying to figure out the weapon used in the case. We learn from Angela in this moment that this is their first Christmas together as a couple. Yes. This throws a lot of things. Another question. This whole episode has just brought up more questions <laughs> they were this, about to get married at the beginning this of this throws last, end of last season so many things in the air as in terms of timeline more specifically the fact that she got married married three four years ago <laughs> like how does that work some people are just very into getting married very quickly. Anyway, they, she wants them to make it's decorations crazy. together to continue the tr her family tradition. He's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. This scene is useless, A, B, except to establish more weirdness with how long they've been together, how long she's been married, how could she forget she was married, how could she forget this guy's name. The timeline is bothering just take a step back <laughs> it's a sweet moment between angela and hodgins never acknowledging that they're never. a family it will never happen and you know it <laughs> i'm gonna make kelly come around to hodgins one nope. day it's never yes. happening it's gotta nope. i just you need to nope. stick with me for another nope. eight seasons nope. Nope. <laughs> eight seasons fuck <laughs> okay <laughs> So we end up back at the Royal Diner. You're gonna and hate Sweets me. is sitting there wearing an elf hat with these friggin' huge ears oh on them. God. I love his character. I love uh. it. He obviously takes an opportunity immediately as soon as he hears because Booth and Brennan have called this meeting, mainly Brennan, because she wants to talk about the fact that Booth thinks it's appropriate to lie to children on Christmas that she needs sweets to explain this and confirm or deny his opinion and immediately booth brings up the fact that they kissed under mistletoe because he thinks that that's why they're there and sweets his eyes like bulge out of his head he's so shocked that this happened but he's so excited about it and then he takes the opportunity to say i'm all ears <laughs> because he's wearing ears <laughs> and i just thought that was so funny and he describes explains to brennan very very in very simple terms and in a very good way that you can understand why it is very important that at this time of year 
it's not necessarily that you're lying to children. You're just giving them the opportunity to not be an adult and appreciate childlike wonder. And it's actually very good for children to experience that as they grow up um, and experience that innocence and joy that comes with the the Christmas season or the holiday season. So he explains the spirit so, of Christmas to her. Yes. The spirit of Christmas. And Brennan is like, okay. And Booth is like, what the heck? That's exactly what I've been talking about for the last four days. Yes. Yeah, I know, but it's typical, right? Like, so you try to typical. tell somebody something, they don't listen to you, and then somebody else says it, and they're like, oh my God, what a great idea. And you're like, go fuck yourself. I just 100%. said that. Anyway, you did, you just you skipped the whole thing where Sweets got excited about them kissing and said, ask them if there was tongue. Because he goes, oh, yeah, you he kissed? Did. Was there tongue? <laughs> was there tongue? And they're like, well, this it was totally sexless. There was mistletoe, but it totally totally sexless. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. All right. Like, what do we have? Are they next? gonna get together soon or are we just gonna Stop be it. left in? We're just suspense. gonna leave it at that. It's fine. Next, okay. we have Brennan is Sorry. at the jail again, trying to convince your brother to participate in this Christmas charade. Brennan tells him that the idea, the idea to dress in civvies and all that stuff. And he says that he and Amy told the girls that, um, cause she said, maybe you went to Addis Ababa and he goes, Addis Ababa. He said, we told them we went to Burma. And then Brennan goes, Russ, that's terrible. And he goes, why? And she goes, it's not Burma anymore. It's Myanmar. And then his face after she says it's not Burma anymore. It was so funny. I just, his face is so funny he looks so confused when she tells him that it's not burma anymore it just the whole conversation was just cracked me up and then he starts getting all upset like that they can't have a tree i was like get over like, take what you can get you're in you're jail, in jail Ross. like suck it up unbelievable Oh my god, he's like Talk it's about gonna be a disaster. White privilege. Jesus. Jeez, like, get over it. Also, they could have very Russ's easily <laughs> please do. They could have very easily made like a paper tree and just like yeah. put that up on the wall. Exactly. There are other options. I had a friend um, do that because she didn't want to cut a tree down. Oh yeah, that's fair. I, I did that in uh I went to Bahamas with my family for Christmas. And we didn't have a tree, so I made like a card, uh, not cardboard, what's that called? Uh, construction paper. Yes. Um. Okay. He also is giving her a hard time because he's like, you're part of the family, Brennan. Like, why are you trying to still go to the on this trip to Peru when you should be spending Christmas with us? It's like, okay, excuse you. Russ, you're in jail. Maybe Peru is a better place to be than jail. But that's just my opinion. Okay, we're back at the lab. Cam, Hodgins, and Zach are there. And we figure out that he's like, what? (laughs) He looks so confused. His face is like, what are you talking (laughs) about? What are you talking about? I just showed Brittany Russ's face after he found out that Burma isn't Burma anymore. (laughs) He's like, huh? (laughs) Well, I think that his young children aren't going to notice, so that'll be fine. But so we're back at the lab with Cam, Hodgins, and Zach, and we find out that the 
weapon is actually a bell, a Christmas bell, a brass bell. So he was probably attacked by another Santa because they carry around their brass bells with them. Yeah. As they're doing their Santa duties. Oh yeah, he looks so defeated. Why is he still in jail? He's a mouth breather, Russ. I'm disappointed in him. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well we end up back at the Temp Time Sorry. Employment Agency. <laughs> I'm just carrying us forward as we uh, look at pictures of Russ's face. The Russ's confused face. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> We're back at Temp Time Employment Agency with um, Brennan and Booth and all the Santas and Dale, the owner of the Temp Time Agency. And, well, they don't really need the elves because the elves don't carry bells, so they quickly dismiss them. And they are going to do a test on the bells. They're going to use a cotton swab to swab the bells with some special solution, and if it turns pink... That means that at one point there was blood on the bell. So they get all the all the Santas to line up and they do this test and immediately they find a bell that has blood on them, on it. But at that point, they realize because one of the Santas brings it up, it's not really a good test because the Santas constantly, they're all the same bell. So they're constantly switching bells accidentally. Like just because they're using one bell one day doesn't mean they're going to be using that bell forever. It's not like they're labeled. So Brennan and Booth tell them to hang tight. They come up with a plan. The two of them hatch this plan that, well, really Brennan comes up with the idea that they have to smell their butts (laughs) because during this tussle, this other person would have also gotten bird's nest soup on their body. This is a a $2,000 dish and it smells so bad that we can smell it days later. On your Santa suit? Don't be racist about Chinese food, Brittany. No, I'm saying this one $2,000 dish. I love Chinese food. Anyway, $2,000 to smell bad? I don't know about that. Ask you to come to my favorite Chinese place and we'll see about that. Okay. I challenge you. (laughs) I'm so picky. This is going to not be good. I know you are. So they do this smell. They get all the Santas to bend over, like lean over, on, like get in a line and lean over on this table. And they go. Brennan I need everyone to watch to the this next. episode. I it's need everyone hilarious. to watch this episode because it's like a sitcom. It's a comedy. <laughs> anyway, it's amazing. On. They so they they're coming closer and closer together. And Booth is like hating his life. Just like Brennan doesn't seem to mind. Booth is leaning down like, oh, my God, this is not part of my job description. Like, taking a sniff, like, oh, oh, every time. Okay. And I get it, Booth. You're not a homosexual, okay? You don't have to, like, be afraid of bum. Like, Jesus. I mean, but, like, these are also some, some of them are, like, older. Maybe (laughs) the wearing depends. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so of course, the last person that they sniff together, because we gotta be dramatic about it, um, smells, they look at each other, they're like, bird's nest soup! Anyway, so it turns out that the guy who had the huge bruise, Jeff, initially, he had the huge bruise on his face, obviously because he got punched in the face by the security guard. Security guard. Carrying the bell that had blood on it, and who now smells like bird's nest soup was the person who 
murdered Santa. And that was because he was the pickpocket and Chris Kringle had caught him doing it. And I have like to that. ask you questions about this again. But yes. the best part of the scene is when he tries to run away and then all the Santas tackle him. Get him! It's he kills best. Christopher Kringle. So they all tackle him. He gets arrested, basically. And then they all start surrounding him really creepily and going, <laughs> you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Like, they're saying oh, yeah, it like in so a sort intense. of horror movie way like oh, yeah. he's being a bad you better watch oh, yeah. out it's so funny it's the so way funny. they attack him <laughs> i have so many questions about so many things in this episode but we have to move forward i will ask after go what okay. happens next we have the finale like the the final montage so go on what happens what oh, do we see the way this episode ends, honestly, the whole episode throughout it, but the way this, it was great, but the way the episode ends really puts the icing on the cake for me. There's like a little montage of all these different um, scenes. So first we see a scene where Brennan, Hodgins, Angela, Zach, and Cam are all sitting around exchanging gifts, enjoying themselves. It's very sweet. And then they, and then you switch to this conjugal visit trailer with Max going in. And looking around, there's nothing in there at all that's very Christmassy. Then we cut over to the security guard and Booth at the FBI, and Booth ha- gives him his $900 back that was stolen from him. And he's so happy that he gives Booth a hug. It's so, so sweet. And then we skip again back to the um, gift exchange, and they're taking a group picture now. Switch back again to the trailer and Amy arrives with the kids and she has some bags and presents and lots of good stuff. So it seems like it's the first time he's meeting the kids. Very interesting. Skip next to everyone kissing each other goodbye from this um, nice Christmas party that they had. And then skip ahead again. Now they're taking out a Merry Christmas banner Max is helping them hang it up with gum that's in his mouth. The girls are helping him. It's very sweet. Move, go now, faster, Brittany. <laughs> I'm trying. And then Brennan, and then Brennan is there by herself now at this party where she was back at the lab and she's holding her bag and holding her passport and holding the tickets to Peru. And she's like, Will I go? I don't know. And then. We cut, there's so many cutscenes. And then we go over to Booth on the phone with Rebecca. And it turns out that um, Parker had ran away. And he, the first person he found, he told that his, they told them that his father was an FBI agent. And so now he's with him. And he actually gets the time with Christmas, with them for Christmas. Because it turns out they're not even leaving for Vermont until the next day. Why so could he not have just why spent could the he deal with him anyway? That. So the deal is this cop drops the kid off because apparently Parker ran up to a cop and said, hey, my dad works for the tugs on his. Hey, mister, mister, my dad works for the FBI. <laughs> like, would, I, would you believe him? I would go to the police station and like check out oh, yeah. like, anyway, whatever. Questions well, abound. Worked out somehow. Questions abound. So then he's on the phone with Rebecca, like he said. Then he tells Parker he's going to drive him to Vermont. I'm just going to mention that it's a 10-hour drive from Washington to it's Vermont. A long 
drive. The long fucking drive with the in the winter seven year old six or seven year old kid exactly. Yeah, in the winter, that kid is gonna have to pee so much. Oh, <laughs> what a nightmare. Okay, and then we cut back to the trailer, and they're hanging up some stuff, making it more Christmassy. It's really nice. Then um, Russ comes. Stop. It's quite nice. He's got a little tag that Amy tucks in. All good. The girls are just so happy to see him. It's very sweet. Um, they cut back to the FBI and Booth and and Parker enjoying themselves to their, their experience together. And it turns out that Booth got two trees, which is very interesting. Well, who showed up at the trailer? Well, doesn't that happen right after this? Brennan showed up at the trailer after Russ. Oh, my ordering is off. You're right. Sorry. Then Brennan shows up. I'm so sorry. Okay, you take it over. You take it over. Anyway, Brennan shows up. Everybody's happy. Whole family's together. Except, of course, our mother. She was murdered. Remember? Anyway. (laughs) Max offers Brennan some toilet wine, and uh, literally, this is while in the meantime, Booth says, "Okay, Parker, we got to go get a Christmas tree. We're going to get two Christmas trees." Fine. Mm-hmm. Parker's so excited about two Christmas trees. So then, Brennan's sitting there with her father on this couch in the conjugal trailer. They're drinking the toilet wine. She answers the phone. It's Booth. And she's drinking the wine. It's like, oh my god, so disgusting! And he's like, what? <laughs> so I made it special in my toilet. And so then he tells her, oh, I got Parker. He didn't tell her the circumstances, but I have Parker overnight. Yeah, it's great. And then they say uh, he goes, "Merry Christmas, Brennan," and he hands the phone to Parker. And Parker goes, "Merry Christmas, Bones." I love that Parker calls her Bones. It's kind of cute. It's so sweet. So then Booth says. Brennan, look out the window. So he looks, she look, goes to the window and fucking Booth is there with Parker. I have questions. I have questions. I have questions. Okay. Booth has somehow jerry-rigged this thing where he has a Christmas tree sitting on the ground covered in lights and he lights up the tree just as she looks out this the window of the conjugal visit trailer. And Brennan's like, come on, guys, look at the tree. And everybody's like, oh, look at the tree. And they're all like, Merry Christmas. And Brennan goes, I love my gift. And Mm. Booth says, Merry Christmas. Like, it is, okay, despite the absolutely insane questions I have, (laughs) this is one of the most romantic things ever on the fucking ever. planet on the planet ever it's i don't so give a shit sweet. about buying people helicopter rides and balloon rides and hotel suites and packages of roses this is so romantic it was so sweet where is and- this trailer is it not on the grounds of the prison how much pole does booth have that he can on the day get a fucking tree in a maximum security prison he must have it has to be maximum because max is a murderer oh yeah even though russ isn't so maybe it's not maximum and somehow anyway it doesn't matter because it made me cry (laughs) and i'm a i'm a fucking soccer it was so sweet and emma and Haley in the background the two kids in the background you can hear them yell this is the best christmas ever I just want to say Amy's eyeshadow is much better in this episode as well. I didn't even notice. 
I just noticed because how bad it was it better. Was That's one. why you didn't fucking notice because <laughs> it wasn't bright blue. <laughs> <laughs> there was only up from there. <laughs> oh my god! What did you think I of this episode? Question. I have so many questions. <laughs> other than your million questions what did you think of this episode this whole thing where the security guard punched that guy out should be on footage it's 2007 we had security footage then we have footage from that's the 80s. true like, come on guys and the minute this guy takes his fucking beard off and he's covered in a bruise like okay and no one put that together boots well, interviewing also- the fucking security guy going oh you punched a santa in the face and he's like didn't put it like oh there was that guy with the bruise on his face i wonder if it's the same guy like there's like what kind of an investigator is this well they could have also looked at who was like contracted to be the santa at that mall that day (laughs) another question i have how does christopher kringle have the money in his drawer if he's not is he the pickpocket who's the pickpocket i think the pickpocket is jeff but he took you've called him fred frank and jeff what is this guy's name his name is jeff i think (laughs) one second have i called him multiple names i'm pretty sure jeff i'm pretty sure (laughs) you have but it's confusing why does chris kringle have the money what is all this money i think it's all the money that i think part of it is he just liked to have cash because it was only a little bit of money that was actually sequential bills which were the 50s that were where's that made that made up the 900 that's what he took from i think he took it from the guy who punched him in the face why maybe he was a pickpocket i don't know i'm very confused about the cash situation and why he has that money that apparently the does jeff santa jeff guy took why does he have the security guards money he didn't have a bank account. They said that at the beginning that he didn't have a bank account and he paid for everything with cash and the owner of the temp agency would cash his checks for him. Like cash them to cash. So I think the reason he had the cash is just because he didn't trust banks, which kind of paints the he was crazy picture. Um, so his name is Santa Jeff. The other guy that was named Santa Fred was the tall skinny guy. Yes, he interjected for a bit, which made us yes. think it could have been him. Yes, but Jeff it was is a the red herring. The I was trying to yeah, it's like the landlord. The landlord I was opening was a it red back herring. up to look. Yeah, the landlord. Lots of red herrings. Damn daylight savings time. Okay, let's finish this up. Who is your lab? Who is your king of the lab? King of the lab is definitely <laughs> you're gonna hate this, Caroline. <laughs> really oh my yeah. god because she Go made away. booth and brennan kiss made booth and brennan kiss um how about you who's your lab rot oh but i want to uh, tell me who you're okay i my main i have two but my main king of the lab okay. is cam cam is my king she was quite good okay she fair. was so good this whole episode my second like sort of king prince of the lab yeah is the chinese waiter that booth talked to that insisted on seeing his identification i thought he was by far there are some characters in this like the two elves at the beginning that is interesting yeah. the chinese waiter 
The Chinese waiter made me laugh so hard. He was so funny to me. He was so funny, like deadpan, like the way that he delivered his lines. The Santas were so funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Cam's my king, but I'm going to give a runner up to Chinese waiter. They don't even give him a name. He's just called the Chinese waiter. Just Chinese waiter. He's played by a dude (laughs) named Robert Dehi. Has he been in more stuff since? Oh, honey, come on. You're giving, give me a break. He's older than I am. He's been in so much stuff. Even before he was Chinese waiter number one? Um, he was in Lost. Oh. Um, what else was he in? Looks like CSI, just CSI. What else? Bones. So many things, so many things. Lost. He didn't have a name in that either, though. He's done tons of bit parts. Tons. Hmm. But he hasn't worked for a minute. Oh, no. Where's Robert Dehi? What's happened to him? Okay, who's your rat? Who's my rat? Yeah. I think... I think it would have to be Zach. Busy's all like anti-Christmas. Wow. wow. He's yeah. Questioning Christmas too much. <sighs> and honestly, it's kind of sad. I feel like Zach played a huge role in seasons one and two, and they've kind of pushed him to the back burner in this season. We're not getting a lot of Zach, and I don't like that. Yeah, he is. He has been relegated, but I mean, this is we've talked about this and we will talk about it later on in the season as well, because other stuff goes on. But um, yeah, I think there's a reason for that. Yes. But yeah, regardless. um, So you think Zach is your rat? Yeah, only because I can pick one. And Zach didn't like Christmas. Well, he likes Christmas, but he's like, there's so many rats in this episode. I'm just going to say that right now. You think? I have four. You have four? I didn't Max write one immediately down, because I think, think he's a one. manipulative oh, jerk. Max. This whole thing where he wants to have Christmas together, screw you. Yeah. Russ Russ is a piece of shit because he was such a dick. He was always mad at Brendan for her trying to help him. For like helping. the fact that she's even visiting him, like like come on, man. Come on. Zach, because he's a Grinch, I chose him as well. Yeah. And then Hodgins for being sarcastic to our camp. I loved Hodgins in this episode. I thought he was great. (laughs) I thought when he said that to her, I was like, oh, like I said, off with his head. Off with his head when he said, I was thinking more Chinatown. And she looked at him like, I'm going to rip your head off. Like, I just honestly. So out of all of those. I'm going to pick Russ. Oh, okay. A surprise. I forgot oh. about Max a little bit. I his I, his character is so unforgiving. I, Unforgivable. He'll be my rat all the time if I'm not careful. He's awful. Like the way he he's manipulative. So manipulative. The way he manipulates Brennan is just terrible. Did you like, like the episode he- overall? basically talked her into this doing all this work to make this happen yeah she skipped her trip to peru i wonder how much how expensive that was 
there i well she has she's rich who cares but that's not the point it's like she loves bones like let her go look at the bones yeah for frig's sakes like you this whole jail thing like has russ ever actually been to prison before no so this is his first in time in oh wait no prison. he must have because he's on yeah. parole all right anyway i just like this whole thing where russ is in prison thing like he's just miserable obviously i wonder how long it will be until he actually gets released we should keep track of that i'm very curious because i was i'm gonna go back and look at my notes because i was 100 percent sure he had a 30-day sentence and i don't understand why he is it was 30 days same... like around halloween place so he should have been out by now facts. he should be done by now yeah done. yeah in like a minimum oh, unless he shivs somebody in the shower jesus maybe did you like it i love this episode i think oh it's so God. sweet if you, you don't are, think too closely you are something else <laughs> i just really want brendan and booth to get together there's so it's, it's too so much ridiculous this this episode is like a sitcom it's like a sitcom the way they wrote it even the breaks between scenes there's like this weird quiet between i'll look it up but i don't think the music was as prominent as it has been a b um there's this weird at the end of the scene everything kind of goes quiet and then they move to the next scene it's a very strange completely different uh, directing the transitions are very different you know and I yeah. like this director. I like the episodes he's done. So I just find it really different. It's very different. <clears throat> so interesting. I just want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you so much for following. Please check us out on Instagram and uh, Facebook and YouTube. And I'm really, really grateful you're all here with us on this fun adventure we're having. And I love doing this with you, Brittany, as always. You as well. It's so nice. Even when it's on, late, it's so it's so fun. I know. I'm gonna let you go to bed <laughs> on that note. We're gonna say goodnight and goodbye. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Squintcast. Squintcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by the Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolenz Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins! Happy Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler.